Hey, it's freezing. Oh, what do you need? Hot tea, coffee, lip gloss. Sometimes I feel like I just wanna go back to my. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast. Or welcome if you are new. I apologize for my voice. I'm aware of the fact that I have a super raspy voice today. I'm sorry if it bothers you. But anyways, basically, I am very, very sick. Last night, I coughed continuously for two hours until I threw up. It is actually the first time that this has happened to me, and it was so terrifying. But anyways, um, now I feel a little bit better than I did yesterday, but still, I am left with a destroyed throat and I cannot really talk. But anyways, we're still gonna do the episode today. Welcome to the seven day glow up series. Oh my god. I am so hyped for this series. You guys do not even realize. Um, I did one series before on this podcast and it was regarding urban legends and true crime and conspiracy theories and all of these things. Uh, which isn't usually my type of content, you know, this podcast initially started as a, you know, opinion-based podcast, as a hot take podcast, as a controversial podcast, you know, but as I started to mature a little bit, I realized that this isn't really the type of content that I am supposed to create, and it's better for me to resort to wellness uh, self-help, mental health, whatever. So I really like the type of content that I'm doing. But anyways, you guys actually loved that series. And I am so glad because, <laughs> again, like in that series, it's such a weird coincidence, but I was sick also. And, you know, day one of the series, I was doing fine. The last day, I did not have a voice anymore. But anyways, so basically with this series, what I want to do is... I want to tell you guys how to glow up in every aspect of your life. A lot of people on the internet especially put a lot of emphasis on physical glow up and that's it. They do not really talk about a mental health glow up. They do not really talk about an intelligence glow up. They just focus on the physical aspects of a glow up. You know, it's still important to glow up physically and to like what you see in the mirror and kind of reflect your personality on the outside and find your best style and looking the way you desire. It's really important because when you are confident, people perceive you as being more open. People will find you more intriguing. They will find you more attractive and also you will feel better about yourself. So it's also an important part of glowing up. But with this series, I wanted to talk about all aspects of your life and how to evolve in each one of them. So not only when it comes to beauty, not only when it comes to your body, but also health-wise, wellness-wise, mind-wise. So anyways, this is day one of the seven-day glow up series and today we are going to talk about the mental health glow up how to have a complete mind glow up and how to shift your mindset in order to evolve um what are some healthy habits to introduce in your daily practice what are some ways that you can do this we are going to talk about all of this in just a little bit 
Okay, you guys, so when it comes to mental health, there is a lot to talk about. There is a lot to fix. There is a lot to think about because if you really think about it, the mind of a human being, it is so complex. We feel all of these emotions at the same time. We have periods of our life where we feel desperate, where we feel hopeless, where these are different emotions and there are thousands of emotions. Um, there are people who are licensed to listen to other people talking about their problems. People take medicine for the problems that they have regarding their, their mental health. So it's a really important aspect of your life. And actually, your mind rules your life, in my opinion. Because let's say you are the prettiest person on earth. If you view yourself as the ugliest person on earth and if you have a shitty mental health, literally nobody's going to look at you. Um, you are not going to get opportunities because you are really pessimistic um, and really negative. You are not going to do anything with your life. But let's say you are a person that doesn't fit the beauty standard, okay? You are an unconventional person, Um and your mindset is amazing, and you have the drive and the power to do everything you wish for, you will be super successful. It's not about your beauty. A lot of people say, yeah, but like girls, um, some of the girls out there, they have pretty privilege and they can um, get everything they want. Yeah, okay. Okay, let's say the pretty privilege has something to do with that, but it's also their mind. Having a great mindset helps you attract great people and great opportunities. And that's why you need to fix your mental health and go on a deep healing journey, which I am going to tell you how to do that, okay? So one way, which in my opinion, it is the best way of healing yourself mentally and just figuring out who you are is through journaling. On this podcast, I talked about journaling quite a few times, but I never got too in-depth with it. Um, so journaling is basically writing down your thoughts, writing down three things you are grateful for, writing down everything you want to write down and keeping it, let's say, on your desk or on your nightstand, really close to you. So it is always really like easily accessible. After this episode ends, or you can actually pause it uh, and do this, I want you to go ahead and grab a journal or a empty notebook. Or if you do not have one, you can go on a shopping spree and buy a journal which you feel attracted to. You feel like it just calls out your name, you know? Um, but I want you to have a physical journal. It is really, really important. And in this journal of yours, you can write anything you want to, from planning out your day, to complaining about your life, to um, your birth chart. Like You can write everything you want in it, and I'm going to give you some ideas of how to start a journal and what to write in it in order to evolve mentally. Okay, so one thing you can write in your journal are your dreams. Everything you remember from a dream, write it down. 
let's say you just remember the feeling of that dream, the color, a certain symbol, write it down. Because dreams, even though they might seem like super weird and just a bunch of nonsense, dreams are actually a reflection of your emotions. At least I noticed that in me and the people that I know in real life who I talked about dreaming with, they are the same as me. Listen, whenever I am dealing with a lot of problems and a lot of stress, or I am in a depressive episode, I tend to have gory nightmares. I tend to dream things such as me ending my life, or me ending someone else's life, or someone else ending my life, or torture, or things like that. And it gets to the point where I dream that whenever I go to sleep. It doesn't matter if I want to just take a nap for 40 minutes because I feel really tired throughout the day. I still have a gory nightmare. So in these periods, I usually do not sleep at all. And I had a time, I think it was in summer 2021, where it got to the point where I forced myself to not sleep. I used to drink multiple coffees a day And I used, whenever I would feel like, you know, I want to go to sleep, I would slap myself. Because I did not want to sleep. I was terrified. You do not understand the nightmares that I used to have. And then I wondered, you know, I was journaling also back then. I was wondering, okay, why do I have these nightmares every single night? There is something going on with me. Because I wasn't necessarily in a super horrible time of my life, okay? Like, yeah, I was feeling a lot of negative emotions, but it wasn't so bad, you know? So why was I dreaming things like that every single night? Turns out I was keeping people who are really, really toxic around me, and I wasn't respecting myself. I didn't give a shit about boundaries. Um, I wasn't grateful for anything in my life, and... Listen, usually when you dream about ending your own life, this is a sign of transition. This is a sign of letting go of the things that you are holding on, you know? I take nightmares really seriously because they are warnings, you know? Um, And whenever I have nightmares, my brain tells me, okay, there is something horribly toxic in my life right now. So... That's why I'm telling you, every single night when you have a dream, it doesn't matter if it's a nightmare, it doesn't matter if you dream the stupidest shit ever, write it down on paper. Try to interpret it, you know, like, try to interpret it in a way of, okay, so I saw a spider in the dream. What would I associate a spider with? Like, go in depth, because this does not only help you get a better understanding of yourself and your dreams, it also helps you understand your emotions and it also helps you to evolve intellectually because you learn how to interpret things way quicker. When you see something, you can interpret it instantly. And this really, really helps you, especially when you are in school, especially when you want to study like literature or stuff like that. Um, It really helps you, you know? You can find a ton of books regarding dream symbolism. 
you can find information online, you can find information everywhere. You could search the most bizarre dream ever and you can find it on Google. Like, it's insane and it's worth a shot, you know? Like, whenever you dream something, write it down and then you try to interpret it because you will understand your mind and trust me, dreams are in correlation with your emotions and sometimes they are warnings. Another idea of things to write down in your journal is shadow work prompts, okay? This is really important. I never talked about shadow work properly on this episode, so I'm really excited to do that right now. Um, shadow work is something really, really important, at least in my like daily practice um, and in my spiritual practice. Shadow work is when you work with your shadow self. Your shadow self basically consists of um, emotions you try to deny, experiences you try to deny, uh, past trauma, unresolved fights, um, anger issues, negative feelings overall, and things you just want to avoid, not think about anymore, um, and bury. It's never okay to bury a certain situation without trying to resolve it first in your mind and accepting what happened and learning something from it. So you can search prompts and questions to write down in your journal. And these questions, I like to call them existential questions. They really make you think deeply. Shadow work is really tough because it helps you remember horrible things from your childhood or horrible things from your life or things you feel embarrassed by or guilty of. Um, and it's not good, like shadow work can end up in, you know, crying, suffering, but this is a way of healing because once you resolve all of these unresolved emotions and feelings and fights and whatever, you will be at peace with yourself. And trust me, shadow work prompts are a blessing. And this is the main reason why you want to have a journal, okay? Like, yeah, looking through prompts and just uh, answering them in your mind does not compare to answering them on paper because on paper, when you know you have a journal and you can write anything you want in it, you will usually write way more than you would think, you know? But anyways, let me give you some prompts. Let me give you some existential questions to write in your journal. What makes you feel really, really angry? Are you holding any grudges against someone? Why haven't you been able to let go of that resentment? Who has hurt you in the past and what would you say to them now? What are some ways you could be more forgiving? What's the biggest lie you've ever told yourself? When was the last time you said something hurtful to someone? Is there an experience inside your head that won't seem to go away? What is it? Why does it haunt you to this day? Does this story need an ending? Like, oh my god. If I think about them too much, my brain is gonna explode. These are so, so deep. And the thing is, you need to answer them without any lies. Be truthful. Because you are the only person who gets to see your journal, right? And you can ask yourself questions from your mind or you can search them online. 
Um, the best way to find shadow work prompts is to search them on Pinterest because you find loads and loads of pictures full of questions like these and you can find questions uh, regarding different topics such as childhood trauma, breakups, lack of self-esteem and so on. You know, they are infinite and like I said, you can create them in your head or you can actually take them from Pinterest or Instagram or whatever. Anyways, um, another thing to write in your journal to help you evolve uh, mentally is a letter to someone. Whenever you are frustrated with someone, it doesn't matter who it is. It can be your best friend. It can be your mom. It can be your girlfriend, whoever it is. Take the journal and write a letter to that person. If you would see them right now, what would you tell them? Um, if there is a certain person that bullied you in the past, what would you say to them now? Like, these are so deep. Oh my God. And I did so many letters like these to so many people that um, hurt me in my life or frustrated the shit out of me or just people who make me happy, you know? Um and you will see how impulsive you tend to be. You will get to see that in some cases you actually insult that person. You say things that you will regret afterwards. You say things that you are proud of. Like It's really, really interesting because you can actually share your frustrations with that person without doing it, you know? Um, especially when it comes to toxic and immature people. If you tell them what hurt you, if you tell them what frustrated you, they do not have the capacity to understand. And instead of just, you know, telling them continuously, hey, you hurt me because of this and you said this and it made me feel a type of way, you should like remove them from your life, grab your journal and make them a letter. That's the best way of coping, trust me. Another thing to write in your journal in order to evolve mentally are affirmations. Um, affirmations are made at present tense. So say, I am worthy of love. I am gorgeous. I am surrounded by high vibrational people. And you can find so many affirmations literally everywhere. Like I said, I find mine on Pinterest or also on Instagram. Like it depends. But if you constantly say affirmations, if you constantly write affirmations, you will start to believe the things you are writing. For example, let's say a lot of people played you in the past. A good affirmation is, I am worthy of sincere love. Um, I deserve to be treated like a princess. These affirmations, if you keep repeating them, you will actually get to believe that and you will act that way. You won't tolerate disrespect anymore and you will only tolerate princess treatment. And that's when people are going to get to treat you the way you deserve to be treated because you love yourself and you believe that you are worthy of that, you know? That's why I'm saying journaling is the best form of therapy because you can just vent in it. Um, you can manifest, you can uh, write things about yourself, you can send letters to somebody, um, you can, if creativity hits you, you can create poems, stories, like, it's such a nice way to um, be creative, um, 
understand yourself and improve yourself mentally. Another way of glowing up mentally is by realizing your weak points, by realizing what vulnerabilities you have, what toxic traits do you have, what are some things that you do which bring you down mentally. And I'm going to give you some examples from my own personal life that I actually treated and I actually healed by myself without any therapist next to me, okay? So in the past, I used to heavily compare myself to other people, um, specifically to other girls who were skinnier than me and looked quote-unquote better than me. And that's because I felt like I was unworthy of love and I felt like I did not deserve good things in my life because I didn't look good. Um, I felt really sluggish every single day. I just felt unmotivated. Um, I felt really, really ugly, basically. And whenever I saw a girl who was healthy and doing fine, instead of actually congratulating her and being happy for her, genuinely, I was really jealous of her and I wanted nothing but locking myself in my room and crying and looking at that girl's pictures or Instagram profile and whatever. Um, the way that I healed this was by, first of all, realizing that everybody, the average human being, compares themselves to other people, you know, and I had a situation, and I talked about the situation, I always give it as an example, uh, one night I was looking at this girl's pictures, you know, I knew her, um, In real life, she knew me, but we weren't talking, we weren't friends, whatever. But I was just looking at her pictures and I felt super sad because I saw a picture of her just being skinnier than me. I started crying and I actually fell asleep, you know, while crying. And then the next day, I actually went to dye my hair. Um, I had fresh nails on, I had fresh makeup on, I was flawless. And I went with my best friend to a coffee shop. And she was there, you know, and she had a bad day. She did not have any makeup on. She had like greasy hair and she had um, a black hoodie on. I'm not trying to bring her down, but she looked like she was going through shit. You know, she was going through it. And she looked at me really, really sad. She was also with one of her friends and that friend left, I think, to go to the bathroom. I'm not sure. And while she was sitting there alone, she just looked at me and we had a few moments of eye contact where she looked really, really sad. And I was like, bitch, am I comparing to this girl? And then the next day she's comparing herself to me. Like, this isn't, this doesn't even make sense. This, this is the dumbest thing ever. So since then, my brain had a switch and I stopped comparing myself to other people. Like right now, you can show me any celebrity on earth. I swear on my life, I will never feel insecure. And you know why is that? It's because first of all, I had the situation happen. And second of all, I was honest with myself. I was like, okay, what do I hate about myself? I hate that I am overweight right now. I feel like I do not look good, you know? I want to have a toned body. Um, I hate my hair. I want to have my natural, beautiful, long hair back again. I hate my acne. So I started to work on these things 
things that I didn't like about myself, things that I wanted to change. And now I'm at a really good place of my life where I notice all of the work that I put into taking care of myself. It shows off. It is so, so encouraging to see that I love my body so, so much. I love my hair right now. My face is clearing up. Um, and I just really, really like my appearance and it makes me truly happy. And let me tell you, like, this isn't universal. The things that you do not like about yourself, only you know them. Maybe you are overweight, but you like your body. Maybe you are underweight and you like your body. Whatever it is, um, you gotta know what you truly don't like about your body. If you like something about your body and it seems like other people do not find it flattering, fuck other people. Like, in the end, like, you need to please yourself. Listen to me, some things that I would do to myself in order to feel more pretty is getting piercings and tattoos. I really want to get a tattoo under my boob, which says metamorphosis. Um, And my mom told me it's the stupidest shit ever. And I also want to get a belly, like, a belly button piercing i want to get a navel piercing and you know overall just more piercings uh my mom said that oh my god like no these will make you look uglier whatever these things she views as being really bad for me really just making me more uglier but they would make me feel super super pretty you know so i'm still gonna get them when i'm gonna move out alone this year hopefully um And I do not care what my mom says. If I end up regretting something that I did to my body, I am going to simply remove it by taking off the piercing or going to get laser done so my tattoo fades. So it's easy, okay? Anyways, another defect of mine was easily trusting people and oversharing. For example, every single time I would go out and I would see new people or let's say it was just me and my best friend and we wanted to invite other people who we weren't that close to but we just wanted to invite them so we can all like chat and whatever. Um, I tend to overshare. Um, I tend to overshare when I want people to get to know me um, I want to overshare when the conversation gets too boring because let's say I'm oversharing a certain memory of mine which should stay private for my own safety and good but it is really interesting so I desire to overshare it because I want to make the conversation more interesting and I want to make people like me, you know? But that's how I used to think in the past but right now when I first see people... This isn't always good, but I doubt them. Whenever I see somebody, I'm like, okay, this person can be like the toxic person, the most toxic person ever. This person could be a psychopath. And I just have that in the back of my mind, so I do not attach myself too easily to another person. And whenever I tend to overshare, I just shut up. I just shut the fuck up, you know? When I want to talk about something in a conversation, a conversation hypes me up too much and I want to bring my life into it, I open my phone, I look through Instagram, I do whatever it takes to distract myself, you know? But yeah, like I said, 
um, knowing your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities, your toxic traits, your red flags, um, this isn't a universal thing. You got to know them. You got to discover what they are. So that's why introspection is the best thing, you know? Um, you can also ask the people around you, uh, what do you think my worst defect is? Like, what do you think is my worst quality? But do not ask like random people, like ask your parents, ask your best friend, like ask closer friends, you know, because they will be honest with you. They will be really, really honest with you. And most likely they are right because sometimes you do not see the things that are in front of you because you are blinded by other things. For example, you are blinded by love, you love a person, but you cannot see their red flags you cannot see their manipulation maybe you are attached to something that does harm to you either a person either an addiction either a habit like um the people around you if they are good people they will tell you like hey this person is not okay this habit is not healthy whatever um and of course you will be like um don't tell me that again, like, uh, you are not right about the situation. You should consider everything your family tells you, your best friend tells you, your close friends tell you, okay? Like, when I go out, I ask my mom, how is my outfit? And if she says, I don't like it, I look at myself in the mirror, I stare at myself for 10 minutes to figure out if the outfit is actually shitty or if I was delusional when I put it on or what happened, you know, because my mom, she is 99% of the time right. So I do not want to go ahead and embarrass myself when my mom warns me about it, you know? You need to find the things that do not, you do not like about yourself. You need to find your red flags. You need to work with yourself mentally. And the best way to do that is through introspection and getting to know yourself introspection is best done when you are by yourself in complete silence this can be done when you are in your room at night you just sit on your bed and you think about yourself um journaling is a way of introspection but there is there are also other ways of introspection such as just staring at your wall and thinking about yourself thinking about yourself mentally are you pleased with your mental health is there anything you would like to do which will boost your mental health you need to get to know yourself i did this uh when quarantine started when COVID started you know and I was just trapped in my room, um, feeling depressed, feeling horrible about myself. That's when I got to know myself. Because in the past, before the pandemic, I used to hang out with people 24-7. I did not feel comfortable to go to the bathroom by myself. I did not feel comfortable to do many things by myself without anybody next to me offering me like emotional support or... Just the fact that they were present there, it made me less terrified of doing like a basic thing. For example, ordering food or going to the bathroom or asking for directions or something. So 
you know, I noticed that this was unhealthy when I was in quarantine in my room by myself. My dad works on a ship and he was away for seven months um, in quarantine, you know. My mom worked until like 7 p.m. at night um, and my grandma wasn't at my home. Like I didn't have anybody. I It was just me, you know. I did not even have Luna, my cat. So I was just there, you know. I thought I would go insane because I, you know, I surrounded myself with a lot of people, with a lot of bad quality people um, that were there just because of being there, just because of having people around me. Um, And then I noticed I am not fulfilled just when I'm by myself, which is super, super unhealthy. So I decided to get to know myself. I spend so much time like in silence, just listening to music, looking at the window, like looking at the view, um, maybe walking alone, you know, staring at the wall, thinking about myself, you know, uh, thinking about the people that are surrounding me. I was overthinking my life in a healthy way, you know, and this actually helped me to be more comfortable with myself. And after COVID, I struggled with social anxiety because before COVID, I used to be really, really outgoing. And then I was ashamed of talking to new people. Um, I still have really awkward interactions with some people, but that's just because sometimes I deal with a lot of like social anxiety and I overthink things. Um, But how I mostly healed that is through going out by myself taking myself out on dates, you know, just going to a coffee shop by myself, ordering a coffee, just spending time by myself, maybe walking alone in the park, spending time in nature by myself, going with myself um, to the mall, maybe doing some shopping, like some things that I would normally do just with somebody else next to me, uh, I feel really comfortable doing alone, you know, when I was Uh, Actually, before COVID, when I saw people sitting by themselves uh, at a restaurant, at a coffee shop, I was like, oh my God, that's so sad. Uh, I never wished to be like that. And I said that because I thought being surrounded by people was the way to be fulfilled. And it's actually not at all. The way to be fulfilled is to be surrounded by the people who love you and the people you love or just by yourself. And I feel like getting to know yourself, you can only truly do that when you are by yourself. You need to be more independent. And if you are a teen, if you are still living in your parents' house, like I do, some ways to feel more independent is getting a card. Using a credit card is a way of feeling more independent. Or um, not relying on them for transportation, you know, taking the bus, taking an Uber, whatever it is, even though you pay the Uber from, (laughs) with your parents' money, you know, you still do not rely on them for the actual transportation, you do not call your mom to pick you up, you know, you fucking order an Uber, or you go with the bus, um, another way of gaining more independence is going, and doing grocery shopping by yourself, going to the gym by yourself, going to the mall by yourself, um, cleaning your own room, like 
you can be independent in so many ways, even though you still live with your parents, even though you rely on them financially. You know, I will rely on my parents financially until I'm 24 years old because I'm going to go to med school and I cannot like work a side job when I am in med school. And I do not even wish to do that. I wish to preoccupy myself only with my studies um, and not like, you know, be a barista. Even though being a barista sounds really nice to me, I wouldn't want that, especially during med school. So I'm going to, you know, depend on my parents financially until I'm going to be pretty old, you know, 24. Um, But I still will have so much independence. Like I will move out alone. I will have my own car. I will have my own like house rules, whatever. So it will be really, really nice. And I think this is a really good way of improving your mental health because being more independent means being more lonely most of the time, you know, being more by yourself most of the time. And this will help you with getting to know yourself. Another way I helped myself with my mindset and with my mental health was through romanticizing my life and being pleased with the life that I live. It is really important to be grateful of the things you have because when you are grateful of the things you have, the universe will give you more and more and more. When you are just ungrateful about being alive, when you are ungrateful about having a roof over your head and having food to eat, um, the universe won't give you anything. So it is really important to be grateful about what you have in your life right now, you know? Um, In order to love your life, in order to start to feel grateful about your life, you need to romanticize it. You need to like your reality. And there are a lot of ways to do that. You can romanticize your room. You can romanticize your apartment uh, by decorating it, by putting like cute neon lights everywhere. Listen to me. Like right now, I am in the living room and in the living room, I have a big ass TV, right? And I just typed in YouTube a pink screen And now I have a pink screen on my TV and the whole room is pink. And I have candles next to me and I have my journal next to me and I have crystals on my belly. That's what I mean by romanticizing your life. Also, I have tea next to me. It's so, so nice. Um, There are a lot of ways to romanticize your life. Um, But the main one for me is taking aesthetic pictures of everything. Whenever I like something that I see, for example, I really like how these candles look on the table and the pink light from the TV reflecting onto them. I'm going to take a picture of that because then when you look through your gallery, you will be like, oh my God, my life is so aesthetic. I just love it so, so much, you know, and this way your mental health will improve. Trust me. And also another way that I evolved my mental health was through venting to people who genuinely care for me. For example, my best friend. We go through the same experiences at the same time. We experienced um, frustration at the same time. 
grief at the same time, happiness at the same time. We lost weight at the same time. We gained weight at the same same time. And when you have a person next to you who went through the same things or goes through the same things as you do, uh, they will understand you completely. They won't judge you. They are a judgment-free zone. And I feel like you need people around you who won't judge you. And it's really easy to judge people. It's really easy to judge people who stay in toxic relationships. I've heard so many people uh, just saying, oh my gosh, why stay in a toxic relationship? You do not know how it is. Or, uh, oh my gosh, how could you like starve yourself? You do not know how it is. People are so quick to judge um, because they do not have um, the capacity to understand these things. And I'm not calling them stupid. I'm just saying that you cannot understand some things until you experience them, you know? And that's why it's really helpful to surround yourself with people who are wiser than you. For example, your family. Always, always trust in your family, you know? I'm so grateful that I grew up and now I'm finally 18 and I get to talk to my mom about like more personal things um, because I feel like she's not really my mom anymore. I feel like she's just my best friend who is also 18. Um, it's really, really nice. But anyways, so this was the episode. I really, really like this structure. I really like the new intro I have. I showed it to my best friend. She said it's nice, period. I like my new intro. I like the fact that I now have like fragments of episodes. I make sections of an episode and I place uh, transitions between each section. Like it's so nice. Oh my God, I love this structure. And also another thing that I want to remind you guys of is don't stay on your phone too much. Listen to me. Oh, I have trouble with my phone because once I have my phone in my hand, it's not going away from my hand. You know, before I recorded this episode, I spent 11 minutes today on my phone. I woke up at 9. It's now almost 1 p.m. And before I made this episode, I spent only 11 minutes. No other like screen time. I didn't hang out on my PC. I didn't watch uh, television. None of that crap. Because I made a rule for myself. In the morning, I am going to not stay on my phone. I'm not going to check out what happens on my phone, messages, nothing. I am going to open my phone when my morning routine is over. And my morning routine is long as fuck. So my morning routine consists of, for example, this morning, what I did before I picked up my phone. I woke up. I cuddled with my cat. And now she looks at me. I love you, Luna. Anyways, I cuddled with my cat. I talked to my grandma. I made breakfast for both of us. I took a bath. And when I say I took a bath, I took an everything bath. Wash my hair. Hair treatment. Exfoliation. Shaving. Everything. I am dizzy. Like, I did so much work, okay? So I did that. And then I dried my hair. I did my skincare, I put on my body cream, I did my skin, again, I did my skincare, Um, I put on some perfume, and then another thing that I did was my grandma is really good at sewing and fixing clothes, and I have some jeans that are uh, too big for me now, 
I literally bought some jeans a month ago and they do not fit me right anymore because I keep losing weight, you know? I'm not complaining, but like, still, I do not want to buy jeans every single month, okay? But anyways, so I told my grandma if she could fix them and she said, oh, you can leave them like this. The jeans were high-waisted and now because they are big on my waist, they are low-waisted. And now I love low-waisted jeans because I'm so like... I'm so slim, you guys. I'm so pretty. Anyways, um, but the only thing she did was kind of to mark where she needs to cut the jeans because they are too long for me. And she also fixed the sweater that I have on right now. This sweater is like a fluffy white sweater. I love it so much. Um, And it was ripped in my chest area. I didn't like that. So I told my grandma, you know, I do not want to throw this away. Can you like fix this for me? And she fixed that. And then I talked more to my grandma and then I picked up my phone. And you know what I did on my phone? I talked to my best friend and did this episode. Do you know what I'm going to do after I record this episode? I'm most likely going to go ahead and eat my lunch. I'm going to read and then I'm going to post this episode and then I'm going to do homework. Like, that's what life needs to be like, okay? Um... Spending eight hours a day on your phone is not normal. And I do that sometimes. It's not healthy, man. It's not. Um, my trigger social media is Instagram. I don't know why I spend so much time on Instagram. Like, um, I have a super nice explorer page, like full of wellness things, full of affirmations, full of quotes of cats, of pretty pictures, of makeup, and I just spend so much time on there because it's so peaceful, but man, my eyes are gonna fall off if I stay for one more hour on my phone today, I don't know why, my eyes hurt so much, I actually have glasses, you guys, I don't think I ever told you this, uh, I'm not wearing them, I'm, <laughs> I'm supposed to be wearing them only when I do my homework, only when I read, um, but my eyes hurt, and the doctor told me that if I do not wear my glasses, I'm gonna like have crossed eyes and that motivates me to wear my glasses because I do not want that. I do not want to fucking have surgery or anything like that in my eye region. But anyways, so I am done. Also, let me tell you (laughs) one more thing before I leave. I started reading again. Um, I have the bad habit of picking up a book I read a few pages from it and then I leave it for a few months and then I do that again. I haven't finished a book in a while, you know, um, so I bought four more books because I thought, you know, I have so many unfinished books. Let me just buy some four books, you know, <laughs> I bought two psychology books in Romanian and two like classic American literature books. Um, and now I'm reading a book called surrounded by psychopaths and you learn in that book about psychopathy how to not be manipulated um different personality types and how people act and how people try to manipulate you like it's such a nice book i love it uh it's by thomas erkinson i love this man like he like he writes in an accessible way that's what i like a lot of psychology books are just written you know, for other, like, psychologists, other therapists, other doctors, not for, like, a random-ass person, you know, and also another book that I bought, the other psychology book, it's called The Art of Manipulation, I just want to learn a lot about manipulation, 
because I got into like this um, rabbit hole about learning, you know, different types of manipulation tactics that now I can detect them so easily. Like a person just talks to me and I'm aware of the fact that they are trying to manipulate me, of gaining something from me, you know? And this is a defense mechanism, learning about manipulation, you know? But anyways, so I'm gonna go and read my book. I almost finished it in three days. That's insane. I didn't read like three days consecutively, but I read... I don't know how to explain it. But anyways, you guys get what I'm saying. Um, Make sure you go on my podcast, Insta page, Elephants Podcast. Follow me there. You know, keep up with the news and updates and whatever. And I will see you guys in the next episode. I love you all so, so much. You are all pretty and hot, okay? People who listen to my podcast are hot, period.